Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music is on the air and in your ear. Once again, I am Moxon, and I got with me, he's the king of the casters. He is Mr. Brett Podcast. Brett, we got somebody very, very well known to our Canadian listeners here. And I know you're really excited as am I to talk to him. That's right. I mean, we kind of grew up watching this gentleman on Much Music. Uh, it's it's one of those cases where, you know, Much Music was such a such a um, you know iconic thing for us, and and it's so wonderful to to talk. We've we've had several of the VJs on, but now um, we're super lucky to have Rick Campanelli, aka Aww. Rick the Temp, on the show. I mean, <laughs> you know, love your work, and 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 that's the the thing, right? I mean, we've we're such big Much Music fans from back Aww. in the day. And and yeah, it's great to finally talk to you and and kind of have you on the show because guys, thank you for having me on the show. It's my pleasure to talk uh, about the good old days. You know, it had such an impact on my life as well, uh, not just as a as a VJ back in you know ninety six to two thousand five, but as a as a young Canadian like like yourselves growing up in this country. You know, putting on Channel twenty nine. It was tw- Channel twenty nine where I'm from in Hamilton, and, and watching much and watching it religiously as a kid um it had a huge impact on my life well and, and it's interesting we probably grew up together we probably grew up together because i think we're yeah. similar growing up watching yeah. you as yeah yeah i think we're similar age yeah and, and it was the daily routine as soon as yeah. i got home as soon Same. as i got home from school that was it that was the channel that was on you so know? you put your homework just... on, on the side as well then we i i put my homework to yeah. the side Let's see what Steve Anthony and Eric Hammer do <laughs> yeah, today. That's right. Uh, homework. We'll just <laughs> we'll use as long as it was done that. before the next morning at eight a.m. That was the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I really noticed, especially when we when we saw you uh, when we saw the documentary, which we're going to talk about, two ninety nine Queen Street West, but um, is that you just said multiple times that you just love music. And, yeah. and and that's exactly the thing that resonated with me and with us because we're exactly the same way. So it's why we have this podcast. It's because yeah. we just love music. Yeah. And our thumb was on the pulse of music back in the day. Well, I, I can't speak for you you guys, but but myself, like I lived, I breathed everything about music, every genre of music. Um, I was lucky. I was fortunate enough to have three older siblings and two parents that loved music as well i'm the youngest uh, in the family and and i was i was influenced by what they liked and what they were listening to whether it was sinatra or or bobby darren or or the beatles or jackson brown or bowie you know even my sister listening to the Bee Gees. uh any all of those types and genres of music really hit hit me hard and and i was i was uh i i i was Right away, I was attracted, like to at a young age. So music has been a huge part of my life. Um, you know, as the days go by, and I as I get older in life, and and there's other priorities, and you know, I have three boys now, and and, and a wife, and you know, the the family sort of gets in the way of how I was living music back in the day, like because I was going to concerts every night. I was at HMV or or Sam the Record Man or any of the local. Uh, uh, record shops you know waiting in line for the for the latest um i'm not my thumb isn't as much on the pulse as it was back in the day but i still you know love music i still listen to all sorts of music and um and yeah much music and, and my older siblings and parents were were one of the main reasons why i felt so 
hard for music in the first place. Yeah, it's isn't it interesting those days, those early days back then? Because I remember walking up to like, well, in, in our case, A and B sound here, but a HMV as well. And you just and it doesn't matter. You just wander through the store yeah. and you just check it out, even if you've done it the previous week. Nowadays, I can't imagine that because because I would feel like, oh, there's nothing different per se. But back then yeah. and then and then you wanted the physical copy and well you needed the physical copy and then and then you'd read through the liner notes uh, at least i would multiple times and it was and, tangible you could feel yes. it you could touch it you could hold it <laughs> um but i love that about uh cds and albums and cassette tapes as well like those liner notes were so special just as special as the music we were listening to um we saw the lyrics we saw the notes that the the songwriters were, were telling us all about things that we don't really get these days when, when you're downloading music digitally, you know, it, it's just, it's just not the same. It's funny. We were just in the Ottawa area clearing out a house um, for my, my, my wife's grandmother ha has moved recently and my wife found all her old cassette tapes from the eighties um, and early nineties. It was, it was just a beautiful thing to see these old cassette tapes. You guys remember what I'm talking about. Oh, um, yes. You know, you, you put that pencil in there or pen to rewind. <laughs> <or fast forward. laughs> yes. you, you know, the, 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 the tape would come out from time to time. You'd, you'd have to put it back in there, but yeah, there was something special about those days. And uh, wow, we found, we found a gold mine. She found a, a Vanilla Ice, uh, one of Phil Collins' first solo albums uh, when he left Genesis. But yeah, we we found a gold mine in Ottawa. Oh, that is amazing. Now, did you find that like kind of those liner notes and reading those liner notes kind of helped you with interviews when you were doing them on much? I mean, maybe not the Corey Hart interview, but uh, but. <laughs> Well, remember that that Corey Hart one was when I, one of my first ones. I was still, I was, you know, I was taken from A and put into B, and B being much music, A being university, and I wasn't, I still really wasn't used to the whole my surroundings. And, and sure, that Corey Hart first one is going to go down in infamy <laughs> as you know one of the worst ones ever. But 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 I did make it up to Corey because I interviewed him a few times after that, and it got better and better each and every time. And, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I learned, well, that was my, basically my research tool. My, my encyclopedia would be the liner notes. Um, cause there wouldn't be a lot aside from, you know, getting the music, you know, magazines like Rolling Stone or AP or whatever I was buying back in the day. Um, but yeah, that stuff, the liner notes, and that's how I would prepare and research, for for my interviews back in the day uh in the mid mid 90s anyway yeah so then what did you think when you first saw the documentary like i mean oh. obviously talking you know talking you know to sean before going through it but now to actually see it in you know oh. final cut form i remember sean asked me um do i want to see my parts um and i said no sean I, I listen thank you for offering that but i want to see it from beginning to end you, you, you keep working on it when it's done you let me know and i'm going to be at the first screening wherever it is in the world and you know it was so awesome that it was south by southwest in austin texas uh, one of the most amazing film festivals music festivals you guys have heard of it it's the world has heard of this one. So Sean and Molly were so pumped to have their film, you know, 
premiere uh, at South by Southwest. So I I went down with them, and and I'm sitting there with a bunch of Americans, and and and, and much music was in the states. We had much USA going for many years there back in the late '90s. And I would also I would go down to Cleveland every month. It felt like to do the Much USA countdown. I did one up here in Toronto, and, and we'd go down there every month to Cleveland to shoot it with a local DJ. So, so sorry, guys. Oh, it was just a little bit, bit of feedback. Yeah. Oh, okay. And um, so, so the Americans were familiar with what we were doing. So to sit in in a theater with our our American friends um, and watch it for the first time, it was a special special feeling. Like it's the first time I'm I'm seeing this. And it's it's the ultimate trip down memory lane if 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 you were a much music viewer. And it just brought me back to those moments. Like I lived those moments, the ones that I was in, but now I get to re relive those moments on the big screen. Um, and then you learn a lot too. Like, you know, the the good old days, the the, the beginning of much music, the creation of much music, the ideas that were coming from John Martin and Moses Nimer to even start this thing up in the first place. I, I learned a lot. So I, I laughed a lot. I learned a lot. I shed a tear like a lot, <laughs> especially towards the end. Um, as you guys know, that's when it starts, you know, the downward spiral uh, of the, the magic that was. But no, I was just in awe the first time I saw it. So that was special. And then the first time seeing it with a Canadian audience in Toronto at Roy Thompson Hall back in September. Now, that was that was something very special because here you have this beautiful this magnificent hall that's usually used for opening night galas and closing night, night galas for TIFF and, and concerts and other huge events. Well, Sean and Molly have their little independent documentary here at Roy Thompson Hall. And I don't know, there's probably close to a couple thousand people in there. Half of them were much former much music employees. <laughs> uh, so to watch it with them, that was pretty special as well. So those were my first two times watching the documentary. I've seen it maybe 10 or 11 times now because uh, we've been going across Canada to watch it. But each and every time I pick something else out from it um, that I didn't notice pre the previous time watching it. Um, and I can't wait to see it again. We're, we're going to be heading out to British Columbia next weekend uh, to do a couple more screenings in Vancouver and Victoria. Um, and I just love watching it up on the big screen with the big sound surrounded by people that are enjoying it just as much as I am. It's it's a pretty special feeling. Were you approached um, and immediately interested? Or was it, okay, what is this going to be? No, 100%. I, I was immediately interested in telling my little part of the story. Um, you know, because there, there were close to 30 VJs from beginning to end, if not more than that. And and each of us had a little bit of a story to tell. You know, um, I was there, you know, in the middle 10 years. Um, so as soon as Sean and Molly reached out to me, Erica actually linked us up because Erica is one of the consulting producers on the on the film. So when she linked Sean and I up and Molly, um, I said, let's do this. Like, when do you need me? How long do you need me for? Uh, let's go um, right away. I wanted to be a part of it. Yes, I was so interested because because there hadn't been a story like is told about this institution that was much music. And, and I was excited to tell uh, my little bit uh, of the story. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? I mean, when you, when you think about like the, the, just the generations that yeah. moved through that network. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, I I'm traveling the country with Michael and Eric is doing a bunch of stops with us too. 
I had never known Michael Williams, uh, you know, aside from watching him on his shows. So on the city, Rap City, him hosting uh, much music in the afternoon back in the 80s. But now I get to travel the country with him. I'm getting to become a fr- his friend. He's calling me his friend. It's like so, it's so cool. Like this guy was, he's an icon. He's a legend. You think much music, you think, I think, Michael Williams, I think Steve Anthony, Christopher Ward, JD, Erica, you know, those are the names that come to mind. They paved the way for what I did in the 90s and early 2000s. They paved the way for all of us as VJs. So it's so cool to to have him as a friend and Erica, too. I just saw Erica. She just sent a text through. <laughs> We're texting each other. We're hanging out now. It's like, it's like, really? If you asked me this 30, 40 years ago, would I be friends with these Canadian you know, music gods, like I would have said, you're crazy, but uh, it's happening. It's happening. You know, and that's well, it, right? Me, sorry, Rand, uh, one of the things that struck me about it when I watched it was how many of the VJs kind of seemed to fall into it instead of pursue yeah. it. Yes. And, and I think that's part of what actually kept it so uh, organic. And Fresh, kept it so organic. natural. Yeah. So real and, and touched the Canadians was... It wasn't. Oh, I'm not. I'm here to be a star. Well, you were. I mean, you were. You know, but not about that. But no, no, it, w- it wasn't about that. You're and you're right. We fell into those jobs as VJs. We. It all goes down. Comes back down to the music. You music and us loving the music. Us, uh, us just wanting to be surrounded by music and much music. It was twenty four seven music. And, and and if you got a job there, it wasn't. We didn't call it a job. We called it like this is what we're doing and we're, we're here. We've made it to the environment at 299 Queen Street West to talk to bands, to talk about music videos, you know, to talk to music lovers. Cause we're all, you know, the common denominator is we're all fans of music. So yeah, like uh, I, I never considered it a job and, um, and, and I would have done it. <laughs> I would have done it for free. We basically <laughs> did it for free next to free <laughs> in, those, in those early years, you know, the, it's Canadian television. So, but no, we, we were all just so excited to be there. We all would hang out. Well, my generation of DJs, we would hang out. We would go out together. We would talk about music. We'd talk, we'd share, you know, things from, from our lives with each other. We became friends, uh, my generation. I'm talking, you know, Bill and Sukin and Rachel Perry at the sock, uh, you know, Monica, we, 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 we became friends back in the day. Now, I mean, I'm interested because I mean, when you started, you were Rick the temp. And then, then after that, you, you graduated to, to Rick Campanelli. Now, did you find, <laughs> did you find that, that the Rick the temp followed you around a little too much? Did you try to distance <laughs> yourself from that afterwards? I just, I just picked up my mail because we just got back home and I was talking to a gentleman by the mailbox who still calls me Rick the Temp. And he's an older <laughs> gentleman. But no, um, that's a handle, a moniker that I'll never be able to shake. And, no. and, and I'm grateful for that, that handle. There are way worse handles out there. And uh, I always joke, like, I'm going to take that one to my grave. And on my grave, it will read, here lies Rick the Temp. And, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's it, I don't know, it's, it's pretty heartwarming to know that people sort of know that name from all those years ago because that was like 30 years ago next summer that i was given that name i won that contest in 1994 the wow. temp contest and, and and it's 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 amazing how it stuck with me throughout all these years 
Like some people don't even know my last name uh, to this day. <laughs> you know, they know Rick the Temp. Um, <laughs> but no, it, there's something special about that. It gives me warm, warm fuzzies that people still use that and, and know that handle. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, it's so true because it's just, it's just, yeah, that's the very first way that we ever knew you. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. It definitely stuck. It's stuck. It's yeah. stuck. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, have you done all of the, the shows across Canada? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I have. I, I told Sean and Molly um, I wanted to be a part of it from beginning to the end. And I want to be a part of every part of it, every bit of it. Like, well, Regina, let's go. Um, Calgary, let's go. I want to be there because there are different much music viewers, you know, across this great country. And and I wanted to make sure that I, I made made time for every one of the stops and every one of the cities. So, yeah, I, I uh, I've even suggested that even more cities along the way. But I think it's a little too late for that because because when we first announced the tour, there were a lot of cities that were left off of that that tour that you know you can't you can't go to every city and every town uh, across canada but um you know a lot of people were reaching out saying why aren't you coming to ours why aren't you coming to st john's why aren't you coming you know you know in other little you know cities uh, across the country and we, we just couldn't hit all of them and and i told sean the ones we are hitting uh, I'm, I'm gonna want to be there so and they were cool with that um a number of vjs have been going out to different shows across the country and it's been a ton of fun uh, traveling with them and and um, and hanging out afterwards and and chatting with the with the, the much music viewers about the good the good old days and um, I, I you know so many memories I forget so much because I, I guess I've been I've been at it for so many years and 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 those much much years are so far in the distance now but when I talk to people after the shows it it doesn't like every show I I talk to people at something new comes up and it's like yeah right i remember that thank you for reminding me of that and that that happening when it did because i i totally for, you know you forget some stories along the way so it's been good to be um uh reminded of of, of some of the uh, things that happened along the way it's actually amazing to me because i was i remember leaving there and going oh there's so many stories that yeah are left to be told yeah you know? yeah oh yeah I mean, you talk about there's more than 30 VJs. I mean, there's man. there's names that I'm like, oh, man, I wanted to hear from that guy. I wanted to hear from yes. that guy. Not yes. that I wasn't satisfied with what was there, but it was just that that, that, that you can't encompass that much no. history in just a oh. couple hours. It's impossible. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you guys have spoken to Sean, the director, and he, you know, he went through, I, what was it, 4,000 clips originally? you know, narrowed that down to 200 clips that made the film. There's just so much there in the history of much music. Like you could have made it, he could have made it like a 10 part, you know, docu-series, uh, a 10 part series on Crave. Like there's so much more that he could have done. This is just two hours. 299 Queen Street West is just two hours telling the story. But you're right. There's so much more to be told. And maybe in the future something else will will come out from it you know because you know nardwar wasn't a part of it you know um you know we did, he didn't really delve into the snow jobs or the sand jobs or all those mm -hmm. specialty shows the mmvas right. um and there's so many great i and i's and live at muches and there's just so much more 
to talk about that we all remember from growing up watching it and, and seeing it happen live for the first time. But yeah, Sean, you know, he couldn't, you couldn't, uh, it couldn't be a 10 hour film. <laughs> you know, unfortunately. Well, maybe, maybe you could do, maybe you can do the docu, uh, docu-series, 10 part docu-series and yeah. one episode would be just an hour on, uh, Corey Feldman on the electric circus. Cause that's one yeah. of my favorite things of all. <laughs> I think <laughs> electric circus could, could be its own docu. <laughs> yeah, docu- yeah. 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 You know, all those staple shows had so many amazing moments, but, uh, but you're right. You're, you're talking about something so huge and you're trying to narrow it down to become a film. And of course there's going to be things that are left on the cutting room floor. It just happens when you're making films. And, and I'm sure Sean told you guys all about what he had to deal with in going through the process. Well, one of the things okay. that I'm interested in, so right? So yeah. difficult to, politically as, as much yeah. as anything else to create something like this. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad he did it and not me. I would never <laughs> have been able to tackle a project this, this enormous. Yeah. Definitely massive. But yeah, like when he came out and talked about like the, the record labels trying to shut down the tour. I mean, you know, what yeah. like... That, that, mean, didn't, that didn't sit well with me, Um, but it doesn't surprise me. You know, everyone wants their piece, uh, you know, and everyone's wanted their piece for as long as I can remember. Um, it's not about getting a, their piece or making money on a film like this. It's this is a this was a passion project. This is a love story um, from Sean to all the other much music viewers that grew up watching it. Like Sean's in his 30s. Like he he he, he doesn't he didn't even know who Michael Williams was. <laughs> He was passionate about finding out about the origin story, how it all began. And 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 it's not it's it's it, it was never about, you know, you know, making money. I, I don't think anyway. And then so you have these people, these these big bullies coming along, you know, wanting their cut. But it's not about it's not about that. It's about praising um, this institution that was and a lot of the record labels, you know, artists had a big part in, in making much music what it was. So we should be praising and, 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 and thanking Sean for doing something like this. We shouldn't be trying to shut down what he's, what he's trying to take to Canada to, to it, it just blows my mind, but it doesn't surprise me what, what some of the record labels are doing. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're talking about the music licenses within the music or within the, the bill. And yeah. uh, he, one of the things Sean said was he wasn't going to start a GoFundMe. And I thought, well, you should, yeah, because there's so many people that are are going to be across this country that are going to want to see this, yeah, that will yeah. see it brave that aren't being hit at these cities that will contribute yeah. to his cause because uh, I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. You're getting free promotion as far as I'm concerned for this old music that that can be reignited to a new generation. Uh, you're going to come out ahead just by the fact that this music is showcased. Yeah, uh, the, the idea yeah, of exactly. it down is, is offensive to me. That's a great point. That's a great point. And you you see all these GoFundMe projects out there. This was this is one that would have been so worthwhile. You're right because so it touched so many Canadians, and I could see so many Canadians donating a, a toonie or a, a, a loony, whatever whatever they could afford um, for Sean to continue to make a film like this. Now he did everything on on the up and up. Everything is legal in in what he did. He has his lawyers, and he made sure that he wasn't going to step on any toes doing this. So. And that's why he says each and every night, like the the music labels can con- continue to come after me 
I've done things the right way, the correct way. And um, he made sure he did it that way. He, he, he almost saw this happening, you know, back months ago when he was working on this. He, he, he foresaw this happening. Um, so he was prepared, but he's done everything the right way. He's not, he's not uh, breaking any rules or laws in, in with what he did. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. <clears throat> do, do you think that there'll be some sadness when the last show of the tour happens? Uh, I was thinking about that just the other day because now we're coming to the end. What do we have? Three or four more shows to go. And, and then that's it. And then, you know, on to the next project. Sean's already told me about his next project that he's working on. But um, yeah, it's like, and that's another reason why I wanted to be a part of every stop of every minute of every show with the meet and greets or whatever, like just talking to much the much music viewer from yesteryear. Um, yeah, I, I do know that there's been one more show added in Toronto at Hot Docs um, at December 1st. And then a week later, it'll be streaming on Crave. And that last show, I believe, is going to be a tearjerker for sure, because that'll be the last time um, it'll be shown in, in the right way that I like to see films anyway, on a big screen with great big sound amongst your peers watching it because you're all loving it yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a sad one i'll bet you never considered that uh, you know you'd have you'd have a moment where you left much and now you kind of have another moment where you're leaving much yeah that's so true brad yeah yeah it was a tough it was a tough day for me to leave back in august of, of 2005 you're right um you know because you don't you don't uh, prepare yourself for those days um this day though won't has it won't have much uh, as much as a shock as it did back in the day but um i've been preparing myself for this last show um but yeah it's still gonna be sad is there like like would you consider yourself kind of a sentimental guy when it comes to oh, yeah. to these kind of things i'm very nostalgic I, i'm very sentimental i i i i i grow attached to things i you, you know just ask my wife and if i were to turn this camera phone around you'd see all my stuff <laughs> but no I, I i'm very sentimental i you know when i tackle a project i tackle it a hundred percent with all my heart i put everything into it and, and 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 i spent 11 years at much music and those are some of the best years of my life so you know i'll never forget what much music did for me i'll never forget those 11 years and you know every every day of going in in there and, and doing doing our thing and creating tv and, and and you know talking music uh yeah it's 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 a tough one to, to it's tough tough to leave that situation i knew something around the corner was 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 waiting for me in, in et canada but it was still so hard to leave much music but i keep it all right here in my heart and in my head and 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 uh those memories and those good times will all, always be with me but yeah oh i I could go down a rabbit hole just thinking about things and uh, of what happened at 299 Queen Street West. And uh, yeah, I that's why I love having the conversations with with people uh, after the shows, when I talk to them on streets or, you know, when I'm waiting to pick up my sons at school, you know, someone will recognize me and we'll start talking about the good old days. And and I cherish those those moments. I cherish those stories. Uh, but yeah, very I'm very nostalgic. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because because it is it's a shared experience that that yeah amongst amongst so many people that it all really saw is. the same thing. I mean, you may have been yeah. doing it, but but every yeah. one of us saw it. Oh, so yeah, 
so there's so much like like you know just just everybody batting back and forth with it with with their own experience with, with, it. with their own experiences their own stories it, it is so cool it is really cool it's all it's like we're all um we're all connected by what much music gave us throughout all the years through 84 to, to whenever i don't know i don't know when it came crashing down <laughs> but we know it did um but yeah we're all connected as canadians are or, or Americans or whoever tuned in to watch much music from around the world with their satellite dishes back in the day. We're all connected to, to what happened back then as viewers. And um, that's a special connection. It's a special bond that we share. Well, I, I know somebody comes to me and says the words much music. First image that pops in my head is the logo. Yeah. The second image is the VJs. You yeah. Know, it is right. it, yeah. you guys. It is not, it's not so much the music videos or even yeah, the show. I the agree. show next or less but it's the vjs it's it's yourself and and uh, teresa roncon i don't get her oh name it's right. Teresa, of course yeah. teresa natalie richard juliet powell amanda yeah, Wong. yeah. stan gallagher uh Derry, larry gary yeah. david mulligan terry david I mean, mulligan. Just, Gary, yeah. you're right it's the like vjs people, they're they're the memories it's so true. And, and I was, I, I felt the exact same way watching it. Like I, I loved the music video. Don't get me wrong. I, I loved seeing what the bands were doing visually, but I loved also when the video would end and I would see Steve Anthony. Well, oh, what's Steve Anthony up to for the next couple minutes or what, what's Erica going to do? You know, I, I loved those moments because they, they entertained us. You know, the music video obviously entertained us and we were so into that, but the VJ with their personalities, entertained us just as much well and that was the they thing all felt, they all felt like real people you know yeah. that was the thing yeah well, and and, yeah. and i mean when we've talked to michael williams and i mean he's a wonderful wonderful yeah. man but you know, oh, like, like his knowledge oh the breadth and the depth and the depth of his knowledge so i mean that's the thing is that is that like that comes through when a guy like he him talks oh, and sure. and and i oh. think that's it like everybody brought their own personality and everybody brought something to the table that allowed you i think more of an insight into the music video or into the music than just than just a simple like dude on screen introducing yeah no i agree brett and and it also made the viewer realize like well this person is just like me because there were so many personalities which made that person think too like well i i could be there just as much as these people because we're the same person like you know i'm glad this person's there but you know if this person watching at home in regina they probably probably knew more or or you know just as much about music that we did it could anybody could have been the vj if you think about it like if you were so passionate about the music and you liked talking about the music and you had that personality, well, you could have been in my shoes. Anybody could have been in Michael Williams' shoes. We we were quite fortunate, you know, the 35 or 30 of us that got chosen uh, because Moses, I guess, saw something in us. But um, listen, any one of us young Canadians growing up that was, you know, you know, just watching much music religiously back in the day, any one of us could be a V could have been a VJ. It could have happened to any of us really. Um, if, if you don't win that contest, what was the backup plan? Yeah. It was the one if I, if I didn't win that contest, I, I was just going to follow in my older siblings footsteps of becoming a teacher. All my older siblings are teachers. <laughs> I would have just been the next Campanelli teacher. <laughs> Seriously. Like that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. 
Um, and that would have been a cool sub. Rick, Rick the sub. Rick the sub. Rick the substitute teacher. Yeah. You know, I'm so grateful that, that my, my career path took me this way because I really did live music back in the day. Um, but I would have been just fine with being a teacher too, because there's something, there's something cool about, you know, getting to the young minds and sculpting those young minds and teaching them right from wrong and, and really getting them ready for, for life, you know, and just the global profession. I, yeah. I'm, I might not have been Mr. Brett podcast. I would have been Brett this <laughs> All of our career paths would have changed, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> like back to the future. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. That's you got to make sure everything stays the same. Oh, no. Biff is running the universe. This is terrible. <laughs> no, but they next? were good years, though. I'm so yes. fortunate. What's next? Um, I was doing some radio for a little while there, but uh, I just found those early morning hours just taking a toll on my body physically. And uh, I was I was a zombie when I got home. So I I, I tried for 13 months, did the radio in, in Toronto, morning radio, which was a ton of fun. Um, right now, uh, I, I'm doing a lot of hosting events. Uh, I was on a reality competition show called The Traders, which was a ton of fun. We shot that this past summer. And I think I caught the uh, reality competition show bug. I really have. I really liked my experience on that show. So I might be applying to other shows as we speak. <laughs> but uh, but you guys inspire me too. Like um, this whole world of podcasting is really neat. It's really fun. It connects people in an instant. And and I and I've done a bunch of podcasts, and I really enjoyed talking about whatever you know whatever people want to talk about i want to, i want to talk about those things too whether it's entertainment or sports or what's going on in the world like topical events so i don't know i i might be working on some something along the lines of what you guys have been doing for a while so see you inspired me you inspired me we don't need any more competition when we started doing this 13 years ago 13 years what? ago when we started doing this uh there really? were six podcasts in the world and now there's about six billion, <laughs> and there's only eight billion people. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Are you guys serious? You've been doing a podcast for thirteen years. Yep, yep, that's years right. Hats off to you guys. Yeah, yeah. You're the granddaddies of them all. You know, ourselves, we've interviewed hundreds of people, but uh, wow. this has been as good as any of them. I really wow. have appreciated your time here. And, uh, oh, guys, my you. pleasure. My pleasure. You, you've, been, you've been awesome. Uh, and we do wish you whatever's next. We wish you all the luck, you know. And uh, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I say, we kind of grew up about the same time here. I think grew up together. And, and I grew up and, in the uh, 70s. Look, I was a few, You look a good 25, 30 years younger than me. I don't know how the hell you <laughs> But No, uh, I sold my soul to Moses Neimer many, many years ago. He's, he's got my soul. He's gonna, no. no, no, I joke. I joke. I, I appreciate it. I, I have my parents to thank, I guess, for the genes. I do feel 95 inside. I do feel <laughs> I'm moving slower and slower each and every day. But uh, no, I appreciate the nice words, and you guys do a great job as well. Uh, and wow, thirteen years of doing a podcast—I didn't know that they started that long ago. <laughs> Neither did we, but uh, you know, <laughs> we were literally on the on the ground floor. But uh, yeah, good it's for you guys. Ride, and it's not done yet. 
my background is our graphic novel, which we just had printed I yesterday. I in the back. I see that. That is so cool. Yeah, that's our graphic novel. We're we're working on selling that out to people now. That's just published, and you know, it's all because of the love of music, just like you have, and uh, and music. I mean, I got reminds us of humanity. I got to put my glasses back on. That is so cool. That, I at first I thought it was Kiss, but it's something yeah. else. That's right. It's our own fictional yeah. band that uh, that that became our love letter to uh, to the music that we grew up with. Oh, that is so cool. I love that. Well, if you're what's interested, the, I would happily send you a copy. What's the band's name? Uh, they're called The Scene. The Scene. Yeah, I would love it. I would love a copy of that. Thank you. The Scene. I love it. I love the their look. Yeah, they, they're yeah, a, a, they're a in Sunset Strip um, band. Yeah. Very they're cool. on their reunion tour. They're on the reunion tour. It's the first night of the reunion tour, and they're, uh, they're already fighting from the old issues, and then we kind of go through the history of the band. That is so that cool, guys. Before. So, and, uh, yeah, I'll have to. Like uh, I said, I'll, I'll have to Google that. Yeah, it's all about music. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I listen. I, and my my thumb isn't as much uh, on the pulse of music as it was back in the eighties and uh, late seventies and nineties, but uh, I still do love music, all genres, all types. I'm more into jazz these days, and uh, but I love it all. I still love it all. Well. Rick, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much guys. for being on thank the show. You. Thank you for coming back to me. I know we missed it a few couple weeks ago and I was late today, but uh I appreciate you guys not giving up. Well, and, and you know, <laughs> and I appreciate you taking the time with us because oh. uh, because it was amazing and and I My mean it's, it's like I said, we've been such big fans oh. for so many years that uh that, oh, you know, it's a blessing that we get to talk. Oh, guys, thank you so much. No, no, it, it's a lot of warm fuzzies right now. Maybe we'll do it again, part two, when I've got some new projects in the works. We'll we'll do an update. Absolutely. We would love oh, that. Uh, All yes. right, gentlemen. Well, we'll keep right. in touch. I'll keep uh, your contacts, and you do the same. And uh, we always have Eric Alper as the middleman who, uh, that, now talking about loving music, that guy, yeah. you could sit for that. You could sit with that guy for hours and, uh, it'll feel like five minutes have gone by when he talks about music. He knows it all. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, he's a great guy as well. So but, but, it, but you gentlemen have a wonderful weekend. Absolutely. You too. Thank you so much, Rick. Thanks guys. Thanks again. Great job. For sure. Great job. Thanks, Thank guys. you. Yeah.